Eric in the Morning podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at ComEd Powering Lives. Uh, ComEd will never come to your home or business or ask you for your account info or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. If you think you've been the victim of an energy scam, please visit ComEd.com slash scamalert for more information. ComEd Powering Lives. Welcome to the Eric in the Morning podcast on 101.9 The Mix Chicago. All right, take it away, Eric. Starting to look forward to your weekend, maybe, and I got this email from Joe. You can email, you can text 60123, or hey, I was wondering, I know Violetta's pulling a bunch of those together for us. Uh, you can go to any of our social media platforms, get one of those Eric in the Morning travel mugs. Uh, hey, Eric, uh, you left me hanging a couple of days ago. You said you can barbecue chicken without drying it out. Yes. Yeah, yeah Joe, I can. I can. I do. Uh, Joe, I have very few skills. I'm not a very <laughs> skilled man. I, there's not much that I can really accomplish or do. I'm, I'm, I'll freely admit that. But there's one thing I can do, and that's work a grill. That's really? one thing I can do. You've admitted that a couple times. And I've had people that are skeptical that have come to the cab, and I've said, all right, let me prove myself to you. What do you want cooked? And they'll bring different things, and I'll, I'll go behind. They can't see me. Yeah. I'll bring them back. I'll go there. It's done. I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. But not, I told you. Wow. It's the one thing I can do. Wow, okay. Uh, with the quarantine, I find myself cooking much more than I used to. I was wondering, what's your secret? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Are you going to tell us? How do you cook chicken without drying it out? Thanks. Joe from Palatine. All right, so the, now the question becomes, do you give away the secret? Oh, I yes, think so. It's a, it's a very, very simple process. What is now, it? when you cook chicken, from my perspective again, and again, reminder, I have no skills whatsoever whatsoever except this. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, people get really freaked out, really freaked out about undercooked chicken. It's the of salmonella. Course. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're afraid of uh, dropping dead <laughs> right. from undercooked chicken. So what they do is they cook chicken, then you see them a lot of times cut it on the grill, mm-hmm. make sure it's cooked all the way through. Huge, huge huge mistake. Yeah. Oh. And I'm totally guilty of that. I will cut it open and I'll look to see if there's any pink right. in the middle. And if it is, you leave it on there, right? Huge mistake. Oh. So um. What I do is I cook it to about four-fifths done. So you do cut it open and look? I'll look and if it's still just a little bit pink in there, I'm done. Really? And I'll pull it off Okay. and I put it on a plate and you cover it with tinfoil, let that baby sit for about three minutes Cut it open again and see what you find. So wow. you just cut it with tinfoil. That, or cover it with tinfoil. Yeah. That's it. And you just cut them open. It'll be cooked all the way through, but it won't be cooked to the dried out phase. How did because you Because if this? you leave it on the grill yeah. and then get it done okay. and then put it on a plate, take it in. By the time people get to it, it's done. It's right, 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 right. Oh, man. Do you, do you pound it with um that? With the, the meat tenderizer? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. So because I get nervous like because there's one end that's thinner and then one end that's chunkier. Right. You know, so I'm always like that breast part is too big. Yeah, that's the, mm-hmm. that's a curse when the breast part's too big. Right? So I gotta pound it. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, so you gotta pound it. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Totally, totally again. That's just what she said. Oh my god! I'm just, I'm just listening to how Violetta handles things. Chicken, chicken breast. Uh, let's try to follow along. <laughs> so Barstool posted, if you could only uh, choose one of these uh, alcohols for the rest of your life, which would you choose? And they put all the bad ones up there, and you have to pick one. <laughs> We, th- we thought for our list this morning, 312-233-1019, if you could only choose one good vodka or whatever, what would it be? <laughs> you got yours already picked out, huh? Well, you know, me and Murray. <laughs> Murray, what would you pick? Vodka. Vodka. Any particular kind you like? Yellow. <laughs> yeah. You, horrible phone. Horrible Weird. phone. Horrible Here we go. Phone. Hey, Josh, what would you pick? 
I'd go with a Blanton's Single Barrel Bourbon. Oh, there's a man. All right. Yeah, you, do you take it neat or do you put a little ice in there? I like it neat with a little bit of water. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're strong. Man's man there, Josh. Bill, you'd go with what? Rum soda. Rum Goes on ice. Yeah. Goes in the coffee. Yeah, there okay. you go. Goes in your coffee because I like to start my day drinking. <laughs> that is great. Way to go, Bill. Hey, Vinny, tell them what you would pick. I would pick the clean, refreshing taste of Bush beer. Bush beer. Oh, yeah. Yes, you, know, Bush. You, would, you would actually voluntarily pick that for the rest of your life, huh? Definitely pick Bush. Uh, Bush. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I say it like that. Hey, Don, what would you pick? I'd go with Buzz Balls. Don't know Buzz Balls, yeah, what Don. That? What is that? Uh, they're a small little round thing. They come with vodka. They're flavored. It comes with tequila inside of them sometimes. Oh, hey. Wow. Uh, there's different flavors. They got watermelon, apple. They're, are they're they, delicious. Are they yeah. carbonated and, you know, Buzz? They are not carbonated. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I think buzz when it comes to alcohol doesn't just, have to just, do with the carbonation. Okay. <laughs> it has to do with other things. Yeah. Uh, number three, John. Hi, John. Boy, what is with the phone system today? Hi, John. Hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, great. Number three. Uh, Bombay Sapphire Gin. You're a gin man. Mm, how Absolutely. do you make that? You like the uh, gin uh, martinis. It's an actual... It's a... No, no, I know. I'm, I'm saying, does he put it in a martini or oh, a cocktail? Gotcha. No, usually just tonic. Yeah. Just tonic. Gin yeah. and tonic, okay. Simple. Go. I'd rather have a vodka martini than a gin martini. you got to really oh, be feeling gin. the gin. Yeah, number yeah. two, Lori. Some Captain Morgan Spiced Rum. Captain mm, Morgan Spiced okay. Rum. You and my mom. It's That's, nice. My mom loved that. And finally, in at number one, you gotta love this. Tell them how you drink, Angie. Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Jack you Daniels, love girl. A woman who drinks Jack Daniels. Guys, do you like that when girls yeah. drink Jack? Very sexy stuff, right? I don't. Yeah. Have you always been a Jack Daniels girl, Angie? Uh. Since high school, I switched from Bacardi Limon to Jack Daniels and <laughs> oh, never went back. Since high school, oh, you know, okay. The, uh, back in middle school, something. <laughs> but the high school time, yeah. I made the big switch, and now here I am. <laughs> the soap opera storyline of prime time for oh, several years, and you're getting it in syndication now, and it's reaching a whole new generation, of course, talking about friends. Sure. And perhaps the biggest question to ever come out of Friends was finally answered by the actor involved in it, Chicago guy, too. Jimmy Fallon got him out of it. The question being, Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Were they on a break? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Remember that storyline? Oh, it's infamous. And and people to this day still debate it. Yep. As to whether or not when you're dating someone and you take a break from dating... Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to date and or do someone else? Right. right. Because you're on a break. No one could decide. Right. Uh, like, do you feel yes or no? Melissa, when you're on a break, are you allowed to be physically involved with somebody else? I would say no, because no. a break, in, to me, interprets that you're going to end up coming back together again. A whip. Yeah, I think I've said the same. You're on pause. You're not stopped. So, no, you cannot go with somebody else on the break. See, some might argue you're not on pause. Break says you've stopped. No, not like, a break. It's like when we go, we're going to take a break. Mm-mm. And then we break come back with break, more music. Break and break up are two different things. The word up is key. Violetta, what do you think? Yeah, if you're not together, you're not together. All right. You you just, I don't think you can talk about it when you get back together. So, uh, David Schwimmer was asked about this by Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show. 
And here's what David Schwimmer had to say about it. Okay. Ross and Rachel on a break. And I, this might even be the first time he's really finally commented. Dived into it. People are so passionately <laughs> divided about whether or not they were on a break. It's not even a question. They were on a break. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so that answers David it then. David Schwimmer's like, it was fine well, what happened. But that just goes with what Ross kept saying. I love that next day when they were in bed and she's, he's like, we were on a break. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It was Ross who went out and dated another girl, yeah, right? Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. They were on a break. David Schwimmer weighs in. Oh, like, you yeah. know, I told you how the air conditioning went out last uh, weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to call the guy because I, I can't fix it. And so the guy comes and he uh, opens it up and, uh, you know, I'm standing next to him. He's like, hey, right, uh, take a look at this. I go, okay. And I look, he goes, see, what you got there is you got a bad blower motor. So your ba- your mo- blower motor is supposed to go this way and here's, <laughs> here's where your problem is. And I go, is it, is it next to the carburetor? I don't, <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking about. Definitely. He's pointing at things. I don't know what they're doing. Is there a carburetor in there? I don't have any idea. <laughs> oh 312-233-1010. One nine long-standing home improvement projects, Renee. Uh, yeah, when we bought our house, we were just gonna paint the bedrooms and do a little uh, bathroom update. Sure. And my husband pretty much has touched every room in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, never finished one project. We have a, two bathrooms with no trim. We have holes <laughs> in walls because we needed to put in the security system. Uh-huh. We did siding in March, but. There's a wall that's still not done. <laughs> wow. So you got half yeah. siding on the exterior oh of your house? God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was in March. So this is about all these projects have been going on how many years now? We bought the house in April of 2015. Oh, yeah. oh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I get those things wrapped up by you know, 2025, <laughs> maybe 2030. But you'll get there. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no problem. Hi, Zach. Yeah, I was... Uh yelling at my kids one day and uh, smacked the wall outside of our bathroom. Oh, yeah. And I put a, put a hole in the drywall. Got it. And I patched it, mudded it, and that's as far as I got. Really? Never sanded it, never painted it, still got the hole right there by the drywall. You just want oh, that man. maybe as a friendly reminder every time yeah. the kids see it, what you're capable yeah. of. Yeah. 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 See, what yeah. Got, see what Dad can do? Yeah. yeah. See, what, see, what, see what can happen? I'll put another hole in these walls. <laughs> I will do it. Hi there, Andy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, Yeah, I have brand new windows sitting in my garage since June of 2018. uh, Mind you, I'm a carpenter by trade, so I should be doing this to get it done in a timely fashion, but I keep putting it off, unfortunately. uh, What's the holdup, Andy? Uh, (laughs) You know, other family projects. A little bit of chicken. Yeah, that's exactly Dinner. You know, stuff like that. (laughs) Every night that comes up, that dinner thing. Dinner and TV stuff and... And they're sitting in the backyard. Right. I got to do that. Having a beer. Seriously. Yeah. Projects, 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 Susan. Oh, God. Well, the the, the floor, the kitchen, the the regular living room part, everything is fine. The bedroom was raised up, but the kitchen is about an inch lower than the rest of the house. (laughs) Ah, there you go. Just enough to trip and cause an injury. Yeah. Everything slides to one side. Yeah, there you oh, go. I, it's funny you were saying that. I was what? talking just this weekend with a buddy of mine who's as crazy and neurotic as me. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, so I had a new floor put in the kitchen, and I warned the guy ahead of time that I'm a crazy person. I said, That's listen, good, I'm though. crazy, okay? I'm nuts. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. At the end of this, when you're done with the floor, I'm going to take a quarter, and I'm going to roll it across the floor. 
God. And if it bumps oh up God. at any point, we're redoing it. Really? Because I am also, you know, yeah. you're fanatic about everything being level. If somehow right. visually it doesn't look level, it right. drives you crazy. And he's like, the guy got the floor <laughs> done. He goes, all right, I'm ready for the quarter test. Yeah. It's like, I rolled a quarter. thing went smooth all the way around. Oh, that's nice. That's all right. That's a pro right there. Hey, Lynn. Hi, guys. How's uh, it going? Another project, huh? Oh, so it's not me. It's my dad. Uh-huh. So he lives uh, right by us. He's a party house. He decided to put a new bathroom in the basement 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Wow. Years, and it's still sitting. The toilet's in there and there's tiles, uh-huh. but now you can't even use the toilet because you might fall over. That's right. Well, you can't. Oh, you know. God. Next 10 years, we'll get that wrapped up. Did you say your dad's house is the party house? It is. Because it is, he's got a pool. That makes Whip's yeah. dad's a party house. Too. Totally yeah. true. Yeah. We're talking about a home improvement project. He's like, yeah, I got, I got mad at the kids. I was trying to make a point. And I put my fist through uh, the drywall. You know, yeah. That's making a point. And now that hole's been in the drywall for like three years. Uh, I guess the upside, though, is every time the kids walk by, they're like, oh, don't make dad mad. Yeah, right. okay. they'll remember right. that one. So in a way, if you think about it, it was a parental punishment fail. Because while he made his point... Now he's got a huge hole in his wall. Yeah, yeah. Joke was on him, basically. Has anybody ever had something similar happen to you, either as the kid or the parent? The punishment that was put in place that was meant to be a punishment actually worked out pretty well for you. <laughs> you know, like your parents uh, don't approve of your boyfriend when you were, you know, 17. They're like, listen, you can't see him for a week. You're staying here. You can't see him. That's it. Done. And you're like, fine, because you know he's on vacation that week. Right. Uh, he's right. not even around. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You're okay. like, oh, yeah, fine, no problem. Hmm, all right. And then by the end of it, you're like, okay, everything's fine now. I'll do what you say now. Right. Or you were trying to make a point to your kids. You were being very dramatic, and you slammed your fist down, but what you didn't see was the kitchen knife right below it. Oh. Oh, that's a really tough one. I'm like, wow, that punishment idea really didn't work out for me. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> what? I just remembered when you said that my uh, my dad once got mad uh, at, at my not listening to him and texting. Mm-hmm. And um, like I do, <laughs> <laughs> very similar relationship. Bronco and I are very similar. <laughs> and, um, you know, he was saying something. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm listening, not really. And then, kind of like I do to you, right? And he he thought he took my phone because I ended up putting it down, and he threw it to the back of the car. Right. And I didn't say anything. I'm like, whoa, this is serious. So uh, then I'm just sitting there. He's like. Where's my phone? I'm like, well, actually, you took your phone and threw it to ah, the back yeah. of the oh, example. No. Yep. Ultimate fail. <laughs> you know, kids are making a bunch of noise down in the basement, and you're like, I'm coming down there. You go tromping downstairs, and you miss that third stair. Ah. Yep. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're, you know, you got a broken ankle. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Three, one, two. Will we get any of these? It just kind of, oh, I thought about it when yeah. I heard Andy's story. Yeah, and every good intention. Totally. Next thing you know, he's got his fist through the wall. And the yeah. second you do it, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to have to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> 312-233-1019. 312-233-1019. Parental punishment fail. Didn't quite work out as expected. Either you as the parent or you as the kid. But you had this thing all planned out. The unintended long-term consequences of it, though. What happened? Uh, hi there, Alexis. Hi. Hi. What happened? So my mother got very angry at me one night, 
and my room was in the basement, so I ran downstairs into my room, and I shut the door, and all I hear was her tumbling down the stairs oh. after me. Oh. <laughs> there it was. Oh my. The there example, it is. missing yep. that third that, stair, and broke, then down you go. She broke her ankle and everything. Oh, there you oh. go. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, How bad did fault. you feel? Um, I actually was like, you know, like that, don't chase me next time. <laughs> right, right that was on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A true teenage girl. Not my fault. Yep. Oh, oh, three, one, two. Two three three one zero one nine. Hey Natalie. Hi. Parental uh, punishment time, fail. Yes. <laughs> at the time I was married, my uh, husband at the time got very upset with their daughter. Took her phone, smashed it on the floor into a million pieces. But then, of course, you have to buy her a new phone <laughs> right. two days later. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, seven hundred bucks in your lesson later. <laughs> like, why didn't I just take it away? Yeah. Why did I have to go over the top? <laughs> For the dramatic oh, smashing yeah, right. part of it to really send that seven hundred dollar message. Wow. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> Hi, Greg. How you doing? So I got one of my daughters in their twenties. They ignore all the warning lights on the dashboard. Right. <laughs> I get in the car and I'm like, "What the?" And I'm like, "Didn't you see all these lights flashing over here and the warning signals?" And she goes, "Yeah, but I didn't even think they were that important." <laughs> I slammed my fist on the hood, right by on the hood, on the roof, right by the driver's side door, and I put this big dent in the roof, and we just, like, looked at each other. Dad, you ruined my car! It was my car. Oh, Oh, even worse. It was your car that I borrowed. Oh, man. (laughs) On the upside, you're a very strong man. Wow. Yeah. Today's Mixed Morning Mindbender. How long do you have to respond to a text message? Etiquette experts weigh in. The polite factor, they call it. How long uh, before we get to this, Melissa, do you think it is? Ooh, I'm going to say maybe three hours. Uh, what are you going to say, Violetta? A day. What are you going to say, What? Two hours and uh, five minutes. All right. Uh, Carol, <laughs> you've chosen how long? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. No. Longer than that. Okay. I'm going to tell you that one of you is right. Stop it. Ariel, how long do etiquette experts say you have to return a text message before you become a jerk? I'd say about a day. That's exactly right. Woohoo! One day. One day to return it. That's the polite factor, they say. All messages are different, but in general terms, one day to return it. Yeah, because if you don't have time that day, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Yeah. A whole that's, day? That's the ultimate. The <laughs> ultimate. I really don't have a reason other than, right. yeah, come on. Well, because by tomorrow, it's just, it's not necessary anymore. Even right. like something like, I'm not ignoring this. I'm going to get back to you. I'm just really busy. Ah, uh, you get a text. Should you respond right away? Can you wait a bit? When do you cross the line into rudeness? Hello. Texting <laughs> is a topic that etiquette experts are asked about frequently. It is efficient. It's easy. And it's timely, said one. The drawback is what is important to one person may not be as important uh, that yeah. de- determines a response to another person. Yeah, totally, 100%. Or they might not even have their phone with them. Mm-hmm. Both say the appropriate response time depends on what the text is about. Time-sensitive messages should be answered as soon as possible, while you have more time for non-urgent ones, but not that long. From a polite factor, both of the etiquette experts that uh, were talked to believe you should respond within one day. After the 48-hour mark, you really haven't said anything at all, and someone asks you a question that needs an answer, that's when you start getting into the rudeness or inconsideration. That seems So long. it's almost if, but those are only if somebody's asking you for an answer. Yeah. I still think that seems long. I think it's, it's hard, too, because 
Sometimes you never you get into the never ending text. Like That's where you think, all right, I appreciate it. How you doing? You go, I'm doing great. How are you doing? And they're like, well, I'm doing fine too. Thanks for uh, letting me know. And they're like, no problem. Happy to do it. And then somebody else, it just it never yeah, ends. I know. That's and when then you, when just you end like it, they're it. like, jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to send an emoji. That's kind of like the ultimate, I'm done ta- I'm done using words. Then you send the smiley face. Then they send the thumbs up. <laughs> then you send the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. And nobody knows when it stops. That's true. <laughs> Everybody handles it a little differently. Most successful comedian on the planet right Oh, now. my God. He's so yeah, Absolutely. I was fortunate enough to meet him and his family. I met his dad mm-hmm. uh, backstage when they were in Rosemont. Uh, Pat McGann, friend of the uh, show here, took us back there. It was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco joins us right now. Hey, Sebastian. What's going on? How's, uh, how's Chicago treating everybody? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't yeah, go that's, here, you that's can't the go here. reaction I get all morning long. Everybody seems to be in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you come here from uh, California, because I, I think you live out there, if you come here, Sebastian, they got to quarantine you for 14 days and they're watching you, just so you know. Uh, yeah, I don't see myself coming back to Chicago anytime soon. My yeah. dad dying to get out of it. Chicago come to California. It's just unfortunate. You know, I mean, the last three, four, five months, whatever it's been now, I'm losing track. Uh, you know, I got a three-year-old daughter who hasn't played with the kid in, uh, in five months. So it's just sad to see, you know, the kids, they can't play, they can't go to the playground, what have you. So uh, I'm just hoping to come out of this thing sometime soon. I thought we had uh, some light at the end of the tunnel six weeks ago, but it seems like we're going backwards yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And happening. your dad, who is a, a source of uh, a lot of your act, he's he's doing well? nuts you know he's a petition he's a he's a people person he likes uh, the people around him so uh yeah he's uh, he's chomping at the bit over there my mom uh, who's out here in los angeles uh, with my sister and uh, we're we're all trying to uh, get together uh we had a fourth of july little social distance uh, party uh nice. for my my mother's birthday is july 2nd so she turned 75 so you know, we had uh, the kids over here, but the six feet and the masks. Yeah. And, the, and there's no way to have fun to go to a party. you got to wear a mask. I mean, no. it's like, let's let's get out of this thing already. I think everybody's uh, fed up with it. Yeah, now, you, you spend a lot of time on the road. Obviously, your shows are selling out all these big arenas. I was talking with Pat. He's like, I can't believe uh, I'm standing in Madison Square Garden because of Sebastian. And now you've got your podcast, too, the Pete and Sebastian show. For those folks that might not know about the podcast, uh, what is it like and who is Pete? <laughs> Pete Corielli, very funny comedian. I met him eight years ago in Canada on a tour. We became fast friends. We started this podcast as a passion project. No guests, just me and Pete getting online, talking with one another about our personal, professional lives. And it's flying under the radar. It's one of these things that we really haven't concentrated on promoting or, or doing anything. But with the pandemic, we We've really kind of found our stride with it. We're going to have an event August 13th through Eventbrite called uh, the Pete Sebastian uh, Show uh, Virtual Experience where we're going to bring on uh, our fans and interact with them over Zoom. So we're just trying to be nimble in this pandemic and and do things that are a little bit off the beaten path just to be creative and and have a good time with it. It's a free event, and... uh, and that's what we're doing. I'm doing uh, my podcast, uh, and I'm uh, also doing uh, virtual preschool with my daughter. Nice. So that's pretty much my life. <laughs> and you're annoying back. your wife on Instagram. I love those videos you guys do together. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, my wife is a saint.
saint. I don't know how else she puts up with me. Uh, we do, uh, you know, my, my wife is slow. Being from Chicago, as you well know, we're, we're, we're quick, you know, getting in now. You go for a beef sandwich, it's there before you even order it, you know. And my wife is one of these where just, you know, she's always lagging behind. We pull up to a, a restaurant, and I'm out of the car, and she's still in the car looking for stuff. I'm like, oh. what, you didn't know that we were going to pull up to the restaurant? I mean, we were in the car for 20 minutes, and now she's looking for her makeup. So, you know, it's 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 a good good place for me to, to, to mind comedy. When you're uh, on the road and you're doing your shows, everybody knows that uh, there's a big, huge physical component to what you do. You ever hurt yourself during uh, all these things? Blow out a hamstring on stage or tweak yeah, something? Detroit, I, I, uh, I, I snapped my calf. I don't know what happened. I was actually leaving the stage, kind of slapping people's hands in the front row, and I was going backwards, kind of waving. And I don't know what happened, but my calf kind of snapped. The next thing you know, I'm being wheeled out on a wheelchair into an, am- into an ambulance. And I'm like, I don't know how long I got left doing this physical-type humor uh, on stage. You know, I'm 47 years old, and if I'm snapping my calf now, what's going to happen when I'm 60? So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like to like act out the bits. Uh, it's something to kind of look at. In today's day and age, you know, with people's attention span uh, not very great, uh, you got to give them something to look at up there, and uh, I really have a good time doing it. Speaking of attention spans, that Irishman movie, very, very long, but you were so outstanding in it, and I could just imagine and confirm this or deny it, were your family members like going crazy when you told them that you would be in a movie with all those, especially like Italian-American legends of film, and you're going to be right up there with them? Yeah, they didn't really believe it. I mean, uh, in this business, you could say that you got something and you're doing something, and then you know it never. You know, you could end up on the cutting room floor. So when I told my family, they're like, "Yeah, we'll believe it when we see it." And then when they saw it, you know, they were they were ecstatic. Uh, yeah, everybody was really really happy for me. And like you said, growing up, you know, with the, these guys, these Italian American actors, and some of my favorite films. And then the first day, I'm I'm working with uh, De Niro and Pacino in the, in, in a scene. You know, for me, I I was uh, I was so nervous and a lot of anxiety. I just didn't know how it was going to go. But uh, they were really welcoming, really worked with me, and uh, made me feel at home. So uh, definitely want to do something like that again. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see when this pandemic lifts. Uh, what opportunities out there? All right. Until it does, you can uh, check out Sebastian on the uh, Pete and Sebastian Show podcast, which sounds awesome. Please check that out. I just wanted to let you know, uh, since you're a Chicago guy and you helped out our friend uh, Chicago guy Pat McGann, he's going to be in here next week promoting his special that you produced, right? Yeah, you know, Pat's a guy that I've uh, been touring with for four years. Very funny cat, as you well know, and he's getting his shot right now with this new special on the 28th. And uh, really looking forward to introducing Pat to the rest of the world. And uh, hopefully he could uh, he could uh, tour off this uh, this special. So, uh, yeah, check that out. All right, Sebastian, all the best to you. We enjoy having you on. Enjoy calling you one of our own. And uh, hopefully we get to see you again out on the uh, road soon, okay? You got it, guys. Stay healthy. All right, thanks, Bye. buddy. There he is. One of the best. God, he's so down to earth. Sebastian Maniscalco. Mid-Wednesday, right here on The Mix. I uh, promise you, I, I noticed the uh, animal stories stacking up. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So every single story is related to an animal in some particular way. A lot of them. Let me give you the headline. We'll get into a few of them. Is that a deal? A deal. Yeah. 9.32 now.
Uh, all right, Tidbit Wednesday. All animal story number one. Florida bicyclist injured in collision with iguana. Anybody? Okay. <laughs> I, well, I like right. that. I mean, well, I, I'm afraid for the iguana. Yeah. Uh, I'm more afraid for the uh, bicyclist. Well, okay, maybe. If it's big enough to knock a bike over. That's, that's a true. big iguana. That's true. Don't they eat things like people? I don't think so. 62-year-old uh, was riding his bike in Marathon when the reptile ran out in front of him and caused the crash. The cyclist uh, had to be taken to the hospital with scrapes oh. and cuts to his head, arms, oh, and right leg. It appears as though the iguana might have eaten one of his fingers. Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, I don't no, feel bad for that iguana no, anymore. Those, uh, Those bike uh, Headline number two, your cats are misbehaving because they're tired of being home with you all day, according to experts. <laughs> really? Cats have had about enough okay. of the stay-at-home. Dogs? Love it. Yeah. Right. Cats, they want leave their us space. alone. Yeah. Uh, are you experiencing that with Rexy, your no. cat? Does no. your cat appear to be sick of you guys? Rexy is a little bit of a confused. She kind of seems more dog-like in a lot of ways. So I think she likes having us around. She plays, you know. Cat behaviorist and host of Animal Planet's My Cat from Hell, Jackson Galaxy, said he... I can't be his Jackson real name. Galaxy? That can't be his real name. Jackson that, Galaxy. You're right, that can't be his. Isn't that our new night guy? Jackson. Our new night guy here. Totally. Jackson Galaxy at night? <laughs> Something like that. Can't remember. Uh, said he's been inundated with pleas for help since the pandemic began. Cats don't like it. We're on top of each other 24-7, and they're just not used to it. Mm-hmm. Woman climbs into gator pit with son just to get her wallet. Mm. Wild scene played out at Safari North Wildlife in Brainerd, Minnesota. Stunned onlookers watching the mother and son risk life and limb. The woman's wallet was floating Saturday in the middle of a small oh pond God. chock full of gators. And she and her daring son climbed over and got it back out of the pond. Oh, are they crazy? God. Yeah, they are Seriously, crazy. Wow. They are crazy. It's from Brainerd, Minnesota, and they have brain damage. Yeah, no kidding. God. Cops arrest gorilla for burglary. Mount Juliet, Tennessee. That's really all you need to know. Uh, no, yeah. How, yeah. Really, How's that possible? Yeah. Arrested a man for entering the wrong home while in a gorilla costume. Richard oh, Music no scared a six-year-old before realizing he was in the wrong house. Uh, he thought he was in someone else's house. Richard was charged with burglary and gave no reason as to why. He was wearing a gorilla costume. Oh, okay. Guinea pigs. Adventure seeking guinea pig named Snowball escapes from home and requires rescue from a sewer pipe in Cincinnati. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, Snowball so escaped sweet. from his home, thought the sewer was a good place to hang out. They had to bring in the streets and sanitation department to remove him. Reportedly, a worker showed up calling out to Snowball. Hey, buddy, come on. Hey, buddy. Through the long sewer pipe. <laughs> the, the technical way, I believe, for yeah. removing a guinea pig from a sewer pipe. Mm-hmm. Don't they eat alfalfa? I don't know. I think I think they do. I think Among they, other things. I think they eat a lot of things, yeah. yeah. Mostly alfalfa. Well, they, so you know why. They really like that, I think. <laughs> why, are, why is that even I relevant? just remember in fourth grade, we each had to take the but guinea pig I, I home. I get that, but why is that relevant? Because maybe they could have used alfalfa to help get him out of sewer As pipe. bait. Why it's illegal to own only one guinea pig in Switzerland. <laughs> you know what? what? Yeah. You got to own one, yeah, you got to own this. two. Yeah, they need a friend or something, Yeah, they're right? very yeah. social creatures, yeah. unlike exactly. the cats we yeah. learned about earlier. They don't yeah. want friends. It's cruel. So Switzerland has passed a law. Yeah. You can't have just one. Right. You got to have right. two. Right, they get too lonely. A uh, reported alligator in Oklahoma neighborhood turns out to be exotic lizard. That's enough of that. Uh, goats can understand human gestures like pointing, as though to say, get over there, goat. And it goes. <laughs> Go, see, they get your finger? Yeah, they understand when you point, like, oh, okay, they want me to go over here. I'll go over here. Look how smart they are. Goats understand human gestures like pointing. Nice. Massachusetts town, uh, Massachusetts town alerts public about monkey on the loose. 
Tewksbury, Massachusetts. They're using ATVs and drone units to try and locate the animal. (laughs) Monkey is still on the list. Oh, wow. Not good. Hedgehog. I didn't even know that was a real animal. No, it's real. Yep. Hedgehog (laughs) attacks sleeping toddler. Yeek. That you don't want. Yeah. It happened in London. Elise or Elsie Fowler was sleeping in a bed with her mother when the hedgehog attacked her toe. Elsie started screaming. Everybody's still going to be fine, but I believe the hedgehog was was removed and no longer a family member. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) And finally, on Tidbit Wednesday. Resident calls 911 on man for walking like a chicken. What? <laughs> All right, so maybe this really isn't about an animal. Well, it's that's close okay. The Union newspaper in Grass Valley, California, a resident recently called 911 because a man was walking like a chicken through her neighborhood. Yeah. The caller said hilarious. the man was giving residents mean looks and may have been drunk or under the influence while walking like a chicken. Cops quickly arrived but could not locate the oh, chicken man. man. Was he walking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Eric in the Morning Podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at ComEd Powering Lives. Uh, ComEd will never come to your home or business or ask you for your account info or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. If you think you've been the victim of an energy scam, please visit ComEd.com slash scam alert for more information. ComEd Powering Lives. Thanks for listening to the Eric in the Morning Podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a moment of Eric in the Morning on 101.9 The Mix Chicago.